Spell your name for the record, please. Yeah, it's Diane Spaulding, D-I-A-N-N-E-S-P-A-U-L-D-I-N-G. Do you promise to tell the truth today? I do. I understand that you suffered a vaccine injury. Uh, can you tell us what those injuries were? So I received the AstraZeneca vaccine on April 23rd, 2021. Um, the next three days, um, I had um, just some fatigue, bone pain, um, and a fever. Um, but on the fifth day, I, um, I had a bleed on my lower arm. And where the injection was, uh, it was, um, had a lot of swelling and redness and, uh, and a rash. Um, uh, after that, I started getting pins and needles in my hands and in my feet, and they were going up my arms and up my legs. I started getting um, blurry vision. Um, I was sitting on the couch. Uh, this was around the fifth day after the vaccine, and I had this earthquake feeling in my head. That's the best I can describe it. It just felt like an earthquake in my head. Um, and that, that, that quickly followed by this intense dizziness and disassociation feeling. Um, the best I can describe that is a drugged feeling. I just, my head just felt drugged. Like I wasn't, I was there, but I, I wasn't there kind of thing, like disassociation. Um, I started getting internal vibrations in my chest. Um, light and noise sensitivity. Um, I had to constantly um, turn down the volume of everything and close the blinds in the house. I couldn't take any light um, or noise. Um, I um, I started um, I started getting very fatigued. I actually spent two months in bed. I could not get out of bed. I'd go to bed and wake up and think, "Oh my gosh, I haven't slept." And just like so, I just stayed in bed. Um, I started getting bruising all over my body, head to toe bruising, um, and petechiae, which, which are little, um, little small blood dots. We have some photos, so skin. we'll walk you through the photos. Just one moment. So that was, that was my arm. And that was the injection site, correct? That's correct. Okay. That was the bleed um, on, my, on my lower arm where the injection was. So this was the, was the same arm the as same. the injection arm? That's correct. Okay. These were the spots that you tried to describe a moment earlier? Right, the petechiae. Is this some bruising? Yes. And this looks like it's a, is it your arm or your leg? Um, it looks like my leg. Okay. That was my chest. Another bruise on your chest? They were everywhere. Again, your arm. And uh, this is obviously a finger. What happened to your finger? 
um, they, my fingers just started peeling. Was there pain that went with this bruising and peeling? Um, no, not really. No, I mean, I would just wake up in the morning and look, look at my body and it would just be full of bruising. Again, some bruising, and it looks like there's a raw patch there. Can you describe that for us? Yeah, probably like, like an eczema or something, like, yeah. Did you ever have bruising or eczema like this before the injections? Not the bruising, but I did, um, I've, all my life I've had asthma and, and um, allergies, so I have witnessed eczema before, so, but definitely not the bruising. Um, yeah, I don't know what that was, <laughs> a rash. Okay, thank you. Now, you have an unusual story with respect to your hospital visits. So let's start with the first visit. So what was the diagnosis? So the first visit was when I had the bleed on my lower arm. And, um, of course, I had heard on the news about the AstraZeneca cases causing VIT, vaccine-induced thrombocytopenia. So I was, I was quite concerned about that. Um, thinking that I may have that. So I did, I went to the ER. Um, and the first thing they said is, wow, you've had quite the response to, to the vaccine. Um, you know, like, that's a good thing. Um, and, and that was about it for that first visit. At what point were you diagnosed with uh, anxiety? So that would have been my third visit. Um, once I, oh, I had more symptoms after, after that, I, I ended up having a hand tremor, a leg tremor, and a head tremor. And these head tremors were like Parkinson's. I couldn't control the tremors in my head. Um, so, yeah, so that's when I went back to the hospital again. That was the third visit, I believe. Um, they diagnosed me with anxiety, and they referred me, to a, um, they referred me for a psych consult. Um, that ultimately led me to see a psychiatrist and placed me on antidepressants. The psychiatrist also referred you elsewhere. So um, what kind of paperwork did she provide you with and what kind of referrals did she make for you? So she wrote me a letter of exemption against the second vaccine and um, to be able to... Um, use the amenities at our condo, such as the pool and the gym, because she felt that would be um, good, for, good for me to do that. Um, I had a referral to a neurologist, a hematologist, a rheumatologist, um, and the rheumatologist basically just asked me why I'm there. He didn't understand why I was sent there. The hematologist was, a, was actually a phone call. It wasn't an in-person visit. Um, and he asked me, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just clumsy. Um, the neurologist actually, um, he acknowledged my vaccine injury. He actually said, I have seen some cases come through that are presenting with an essential tremor, and that's what you have. Um, 
So you saw all those specialists in summer 2021, correct? That's correct. Okay. And ultimately, um, you submitted an adverse event form. Yes, I did. Did you receive any responses to that? I was told to. I was told to go and get the second vaccine. Despite the exemption that you received from the psychiatrist, was it? That's correct. The Toronto Public Health told me to suggested that I get the second vaccine. Now, what happened in January 2023, and this is what makes your story uh, quite different. You received a call from Mount Sinai Hospital. I did. I um, so I had I had um, I complained to the human resources at Mount Sinai Hospital for the treatment that I had received for the anxiety diagnosis that ultimately put me on antidepressants, and I had to wean myself off of them. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, they, um, they actually called me. That was in the fall. So I, I actually got a call in January from them with an apology um, saying, you know, we've, we apologize for the way that you were um, treated and the way we handled the situation, um, you know, given the anxiety diagnosis. And I understand they also told you that they had a board meeting about you. Is that right? That's what, yeah, that's what he, he, he said. That, yeah. Did you get a sense of whether there were uh, many cases discussed or he just mentioned that you were part of this or you were discussed in this board meeting? Yeah, no, he didn't, he didn't mention anything about other people, just, just me. Despite the uh, apology, were you successful in getting uh, helpful conventional care? Not from them. I lost my family physician over this because when she received the report from the hospital saying I had anxiety, she yelled at me and said, Diane, you have anxiety, and she hung up. Um, so I lost my family physician over that. Um, the only, I mean, I went home and I basically, um, you know, went online and researched for myself. I found, a, face, I found a, a lot of Facebook support groups with a lot of thousands and thousands just like me with the same similar symptoms. And that's where I found the FLCCC. And I found a local doctor here in Toronto that um, prescribed me ivermectin. Um, and that's when I finally, I finally, I finally turned a corner I was able to get out of bed. My, tre my tremors went away. My internal vibrations went away. Um, yeah, so that was about the only successful care that I, that I received. I understand the bruising and the bleeding remains a problem, right? That's correct, yeah, the bruising, um, the um, blood dots, um, it, they, come, they seem to... Um, they seem to come out after a busy day, like if I'm act, if I'm if I'm being active at all, and the um, disassociation in my head, the fogginess, um, the brain fog, um, it, it it just never went away. It's still there. Thank you. We'll see if the commissioners have any questions for you. Um, 
I would just like to end my testimony with a quote. <laughs> um, Dr. Zelenko, um, he said that um, he wanted the epitome of truthful messaging, that he wanted the truth like a mantra propagated. And that's, that's why I'm here today. You know, to be seen, to be heard, to be believed. Um, you know, the gaslighting, it has to stop. You know, it's, it's been really difficult. So, thank you. Thank you on behalf of the uh, National Citizens Inquiry.